Hello, welcome to another episode of Seeking Mount Parnassus. I'm Derek. And I'm Katana. Today we're going to be talking about questioning everything and also give us give you guys some uh, info, background about our philosophy and how we have came to where we are right now in life and our criteria for determining what what it is that we believe mm. and why and and how we got there mm. it uh we have unique we, we have a unique ways that we got to where we are right now um that have a lens for what how we view information yeah so it might be helpful to understand that so that you can understand where we're coming from when we talk about different types of issues right i mean everybody's formed by all kinds of influences whether they're aware of it or not, I think for us, it's just an interesting, we're an interesting mix of backgrounds and, and perhaps not what people would expect given the different topics that we want to talk about or are interested in at this point in our lives. So it seems like a good idea to give a little bit of that or just to, to show some of the things we've tried. Yeah. I mean, I think that the basic thread for both of us is seekers which you mentioned before we're both seekers we always have been what does that even mean mm-hmm. this this thing about philosophy what is philosophy even why do we say we like philosophy or that this podcast is partly about philosophy I mean, philosophy at root is the love of knowledge and knowledge is gained through questioning and exploration so i think the first the first thing for both of us is just this constant search, curiosity, following our curiosity, following our own wanting to understand things mm-hmm. and, and questioning things, but coming at it from, from different, uh, from different traditions and, yeah. di- and different, uh, um, institutional mm-hmm. ideas of how to, uh, do information mm-hmm. and different, um, spiritual texts mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm religions Mm -hmm. and uh conspiracy research Mm -hmm. um has all led to where we're at now with Mm -hmm. how we view all all information that we Mm -hmm. we come to it's viewed through that lens Mm -hmm. um my my lens is is view is uh comes from all different types of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent a long period of time in conspiracy research. Um, but what really led me to conspiracy research is just a, a thirst for knowledge, mm-hmm. um, which was sparked as a child by um, I- an interest in philosophy mm-hmm. and why things worked the way they did. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem to make much sense to me, even as a child. Mm-hmm. The, the given reasons for things seemed to not make much sense mm-hmm. to me as a child. So I wanted to understand why there must be on earth, there must be someone who has figured, out, figured it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what, that was my thought as a child. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I read um, different things, I'll find out mm-hmm. the, the, why does society operate in the way that it does. There's got to be a reason. Mm. which led me to everywhere I've been 
throughout my life with not with studying knowledge just the idea of knowledge for me was a pursuit of why is the the world the way it is and how how can i understand it because it didn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. and it still doesn't <laughs> yeah I, i've i've learned a lot and i've directly witnessed many things and i've uh, felt uh, many things and i still have not fully understood why the world is the way that it is um but i'm getting closer to an understanding mm-hmm. of the process of how to uh, to understand any information mm. the 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 thing that i have came to at this point in life is i understand the process of incoming information mm. but it took a lot of um dissecting other traditions um throughout my life Mm-hmm. And each tradition that I studied or or learned about I always found some flaw that was a major hole that caused me to um not fully join it. Mm-hmm. Um which is like a contrarian point of view. Mm-hmm. But it's also just basic science mm-hmm. as it or it's basic philosophy. Mm-hmm. Philosophy really mm-hmm. any philosopher philosopher should, should just say Well, tell me why. Yeah. The earth is round. How? Mhm. The sun is this. Mhm. Uh I don't understand. Please tell me more. Mhm. Because that what you're saying that I see the sun but I don't understand. Mhm. Really why? Why does it do what it does? I don't know. <laughs> I remember one of the first like when we were first getting to know each other and you were like, I don't understand the moon. <laughs> what is going on? Why does it look like this? now and then in a couple hours it looks like this what's actually happening mm-hmm. and i was realizing at that moment i don't know <laughs> i don't have the answer to that i'm i'm trained in astrology i have some understanding of things but i'm not an astronomer and i've never looked through a telescope i hadn't carefully observed the moon so it's a perfect example because it's one of those things that we just take for granted mm-hmm. okay there's the moon what's happening mm mm-hmm. And actually with science that's that's a common theme which is that we're told something mm-hmm. but we don't actually test it out ourselves. No. And we're told this is how electricity works. Mhm. And just use it. No one understands why. No. You are an electrician, you know kind of how to hook it up. I know how to make power go from one place to another. Mm-hmm. But as far as like how it's mm-hmm. actually working mm-hmm. in the in the basic theories of it mm-hmm. it's kind of confusing and right. doesn't seem possible right really right which is a funny it's a great example really because it's one of those things that's in our lives constantly nothing would be working right now in modern society without electricity no and absolutely no one understands how it works or no. why no <laughs> Like, Even Nikola Tesla w- was like I can harness electricity yeah. but as far as mm-hmm. how it's actually mm-hmm. working I don't mm-hmm. really fully know. Right. I just know how I can use it and not die. Mm-hmm. Like I understand mm-hmm. that concept but mm-hmm. as far as like how it's actually flowing or where it comes from or how to generate it I I don't really know what's going on. I just mm-hmm. know these basic things. Right, which is a perfect example of 
the assumptions underlying all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so many people making assumptions about electricity. I and mean, there's a lot of people who will criticize. So astrology, for instance, one of the big detracting, detracting things about astrology is, well, how does it work? How? Mm-hmm. We don't really know. And I, my theory about it is that we don't know the how. All we know is that it does work, similar to electricity. Mm-hmm. It does work. If you use observation and empirical data over time, it works. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of correlation between the placement of the planets each day mm-hmm. and what's happening on Earth, and particularly on the individual level, how it's impacting. I don't even know if it's impacting us or if it's reflecting us. Yeah. Or it's showing us information that's already there. I mean, that even saying some sort of causal thing about it's impacting us is making the assumption that the planets are doing something. There's some kind of thing happening. Mm-hmm. We don't know how it works. No. But we don't know how electricity works either. And we're using that <laughs> quite a bit, you know. We're basing our entire lives, actually. Yeah. The modern society is based purely on the assumption that electricity is going to work every single day. Yeah. With no end yeah. in sight. With no interruption. You're always saying, as an electrician, it's so interesting to me. We'll go around town or traveling. You'll say, there's that, the, the power box or whatever it's called. It's unlocked, open. It's be so easy to go over there and Just fuck it up. turn it off. <laughs> right. And it, no, it, nothing would work. And then what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do when you turn the power off and nothing works? Yeah. How do you know anything's real? Yeah. And no one, like, who can fix it? Only electricians can fix it. And even then, don't really know. I can't make the power lines work. No. As an electrician. Yeah. All I can do is harness the power from one location to another. I can't make power generate from one location to another. Yeah, so this... This is the basic model of putting knowledge and understanding into the hands of other people. Right. Which is what most people do with everything in their lives. Like, well, yeah, I don't understand it, but somebody does. Mm-hmm. And what's become the current the current ideological framework is science, you know, science is, is king, science is God. Mm-hmm. The scientists understand it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't understand electricity, but the scientists understand it. Mm-hmm. No, they don't, actually. <laughs> they don't. Hardly any. <laughs> Nobody understands it. So people are operating on these assumptions that somebody's got it figured out and I trust them. Mm-hmm. I'll trust their perceptions of it, their experiences. They've studied it. Mm-hmm. They know, which is literally the exact same thing people did with religion and spirituality mm-hmm. before when everybody put their faith into institutional religion. Mm-hmm. Well, the priest understands God. I don't understand God, but the priest knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. The Bible knows. The priest can read. Right. I, I'm illiterate. The yeah. priest can read. Yeah. He has read this text, yeah. which says... Yeah. Uh, was translated yeah. from God. Yeah. So now he told me yeah. that I need to pay 10% of my income to the church or else I'm going to die and burn in a lake of fire. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, I guess. <laughs> I, I, must, I must do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the same thing's true with doctors. Doctors, oh, doctors understand. They know what's going on with your body. They know how this cancer is working inside your body. Mm-hmm. You got to trust them. Mm-hmm. We don't understand surgery. 
Why does it work? How does it work? Where, what, would you even know where your internal organs are? Can you even point to? I can't. Like, where is my spleen? I have no idea. No idea. Right? Somewhere so, in my stomach, possibly. <laughs> somebody said to me, we got to operate on your spleen. We're going to take it out. I mean, the the normal way of doing that would be to say, yeah, okay, clearly you know mm-hmm. what a spleen is, how it works. You You know that it's not necessary. You can take it out. So I think all this to say that our basic way of being in the world is to question everything. Question everything, literally. And how, how did we get here to be coming to that conclusion that we should question every single thing that we get? Mm-hmm. We came to it through different, different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess we could just list the ways. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. um, for a long period of time, I was a conspiracy researcher. I spent unbelievable amounts of hours reading books, um, going through files, watching documentaries, um, hours and hours of research into um, any type of thing that I found to be uh, bullshit, Mm -hmm. like uh, 9-11 or the moon, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Kim Trails, you know, Mm -hmm. and what I would do is I I would see what the conspiracy theory was. And then I would go to that. Then I would go to the main source of what, what is considered to be true. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to all the, just the physical evidence. Is there any physical evidence mm. for any of this information mm. on, on either side? Do mm-hmm. the conspiracy theorists have any documents proving mm. this? Mm-hmm. Does, does the, the mainstream media have any physical evidence of what they're saying to be true? Mm. And f- mo- mostly what I found is that um, pretty much every single thing I ever researched was quite convoluted and hardly any physical evidence one way or another, which is uh, not good yeah. for like trying to determine the truth. Right. The truth should just be easily, easy to, the truth is easy. Mm-hmm. Mm. The truth, the truth requires no obfuscation. The truth is just the truth. You don't have to prove shit. Like... So um, that was one of the ways that I came upon my current way of thinking about things was through conspiracy research. Another way was the army. I was in the army, um, institutionalized learning. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in the punk rock scene uh, in a punk band um, with a contrarian fuck everything, fuck authority mindset. Um, I was also involved as a child in um, the Baptist religion for a period of time where I, where I believed that you should be saved by Jesus to save yourself from hell and that you should um, become a soul winner to go out and save the souls of others to, to keep humanity from, from going into hell. Um, and I also became a, a studier of a philosophy throughout that period as well, um, throughout my life of reading just the basics, Nietzsche, um, Galileo, uh, Leonardo da Vinci, which all of, all of this information has all, all led me towards a lacking, some lack mm-hmm. of understanding that uh, didn't, didn't feel right. Like something just always didn't feel quite right. Mm-hmm. 
um, which is why I'm here. I don't understand. Mm. I don't understand what is going on in modern mm. society. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone does. Mm -hmm. Tell me how. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, you do understand a lot of things now about how things work, but it's not how society works, mm -hmm. per se. I mean, the d distinction between what have you come to understand about how life works, mm -hmm. how being a human works, mm -hmm. versus what's happening with society. Right. Which is maybe a, it's a distinction on your path where you were doing a lot of outer research and looking and eventually came to a point of doing more inner mm -hmm. checking and experiencing, which is a, a part of how we do things now, both of us. Yeah. Um, I had a I had a similar outward focus in the sense of learning externally, bringing in knowledge from the outside, and was super a super academic achiever as a kid, and always working really hard in school, always wanting to to do the best I could and being um, advanced for my age academically. And so I was always on this, this path being pushed on this path as a high achiever. Mm -hmm. And, and it was partly authentic for me in that I had a similar thirst for knowledge and understanding. And it was partly shaped by just pressures of here's what you have to be. Mm -hmm. This is what you're supposed to do. Um, so school and then college, when I got to college, I got to college at 16. And when I got to college, I was attracted to women's studies. And I remember being in my first women's studies class, having this moment of realization of like, we do live in a sexist society. <laughs> Women are oppressed, you know, <laughs> and then going home and telling my mom and my sister and everybody I knew, like, this is wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I think that's another thing. You and I both are driven by a passion for justice. Mm -hmm. and, and what does that really mean? Yeah. Fairness, justice, you know. Um, so I got my degree in women's studies, which was a good training and questioning things yeah it, it it gave me a good philosophical basis for questioning things that were told and are they really true mm -hmm. because that is a lot of what was happening then i mean things have changed quite a bit since then that was the late 90s and early 2000s this whole thing with gender was not mainstream at all no so taking classes, reading philosophy and women's studies about does gender really exist? What is it? Where does it come from? That was not commonly accepted at all. No. Um, so at that point in time, it was helpful to question. Mm -hmm. I mean, now maybe you could say it's even gone to the other extreme where now there's new dogmas around that that you're supposed to accept without questioning, which is another topic. Yeah. But the point being, the act of questioning and, and deconstructing, mm -hmm. dissecting. And then when I graduated from college, I was going to go to law school. I wanted to be a human rights lawyer. I ended up not going at the last minute because I was 20 years old and didn't know what to do with my life and hit that point of maybe academic achievement is not the only path. Mm -hmm. So I started working in nonprofits, doing advocacy work, human rights stuff, and did that for um, a long time, 10 years in, in nonprofits, 
and then another 10 years as a nonprofit consultant and working in the, I got really involved in the food system. And that's another place where a similar kind of process of thinking and questioning, where does this food come from? Mm-hmm. How is it being made? What's going into it? What are we being told that's a bunch of bullshit? Mm-hmm. I remember the early saturated fat, the the conspiracies around that. Like mm-hmm. we've been told saturated fat is the devil and reading all this research about there's really no evidence actually that saturated fat is a problem. It's the polyunsaturated fats and hydrogenated oils that are actually the problem. And I was the one going, eat butter. And people would come over to my house to eat, and I'd serve butter and whole fat milk and all these things. And people would be like, oh, I can't. I can't eat this fat. And I'd be like, well, actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no evidence to support that. And right. it's a similar thing, you know, mm-hmm. is what you're describing with the conspiracy. Yeah. Um, that was professionally and then personally, yeah, similar thing. Seeking. Re- I started reading philosophy and all kinds of different spiritual books when I was 13 years old, I was bat mitzvahed. I was raised Jewish, had a bat mitzvah when I was 13, had absolutely no understanding of anything really mm-hmm. about the religion. It wasn't taught to me in any way. <laughs> like, what does this mean? What does this actually represent in your daily life? What are you supposed to do with this? No- nothing mm. like that. Is like, that common? I think so, yeah. Judaism, uh, just the regular Jews, like mainstream Jews? Yeah, I mean, I think most Jews that are not super religious, which is most in America, don't really know anything about the religion. Mm -hmm. They just get bat bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah, and that's about it. Yeah, like you learn these traditions and things by rote and memorization. You you get completely soaked in this culture, Mm -hmm. but it's not ever clear... What are the beliefs other than some of the cultural things and this, you know, there's one God mm-hmm. and Jews are the chosen people and the oldest, the oldest group and we've been persecuted throughout history. You know, those are the things I learned. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn any kind of useful philosophy, any kind of practices, any kind of understanding of myself. Mm-hmm. on a deeper level. I'm not saying Judaism doesn't have those things to offer. Maybe it does. I haven't tried to right. find out. Right. But I didn't learn them. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know, just like you. Right. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Why are we here? Specifically, why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. And then I ended up uh, exploring Buddhism and learning about Buddhism and particularly Tibetan Buddhism. When I was 20 years old, I met a Tibetan Lama. I got very involved in that tradition. I was very heavily involved in that for probably a good 10 years, studying with Tibetan Lamas, all, you know, going to all kinds of different initiations, doing the practices, reading books, taking classes. I mean, it was basically, um, I would say I have at least a graduate degree in Tibetan Buddhism, maybe a PhD from all that. So basically, it adds up to reading a lot of books mm. uh, and learning uh, in in a direct way based on interests mm-hmm. and um, just wanting to understand mm. the world mm. as you saw it, but not... Um, 
uh, just following your own compass uh, as to what what where what would equal out to be happiness really because I think that that was what I I was really seeking yeah. like I, I couldn't understand why the society was the way it was uh, because I no one seemed to be happy mm-hmm. or or loving mm-hmm. um, it seemed like the society uh, was mostly unloving and unhappy mm-hmm. which if that's the case then something must be wrong mm-hmm. as far as I could tell at least yeah. it, it, it shouldn't shouldn't life have a happy feeling mm-hmm. I mean I don't know that's mm-hmm. why I, I think I think it should <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if that's not the case then then I wanted to understand mm-hmm. how what is going on yeah what is actually going on and, and it's caused reading a lot of books yeah. and and learning as much as possible yeah. Through direct, yeah, direct action, not not just putting my um, faith mm-hmm. in somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't. I wasn't satisfied with. Well, someone said the, that um, John three sixteen mm-hmm. equals this, so you should just do do that. I, I wanted to read John three sixteen. Read the whole chapter. Like what what mm-hmm. is the verses before and after, and why is this even? In the book, and who actually not even that? What? Who even wrote the fucking book? <laughs> okay. Who translated it from Latin? Uh, and what? Uh, yeah. How can we even know that this is what what the original yeah. shit was even translated yeah. as? I mean, it, yeah. they could have changed the entire thing during the tr- original translation. Yeah, I mean, the world was insane at that point. Yeah, you know. So uh, I think. That's the key. That's one of the keys to, to understanding information. And mm-hmm. we're both at that point yeah. now. Yeah. Which causes us to have these deep um, philosophical uh, conversations mm-hmm. about the nature of mm-hmm. material reality. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, just going back to the, the history stuff. So then Buddhism is a practice, you know, mm-hmm. it's a meditation practice. I spend a lot of hours doing the meditation practices myself mm-hmm. and listening to all these talks and reading books. And then I also spent 10 years in a 12-step program for families and friends of alcoholics and actually, like, working that through the way they t- tell you to do it. Mm-hmm. Try that out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ended up finding astrology pretty late in my life. I mean, I was, like... 39 years old, I think, by the time that came across the radar. Mm-hmm. Same thing. This is interesting. I need to understand it. Yeah. I just dove into learning it myself so that I could then start doing my own interpretation of my own chart and other people's charts and how to understand this, how to practice it. Mm-hmm. But getting the basic getting the basic skills. And then all kinds of other things, too, that we've both studied and explored. But I think all that to say we've done quite a bit of sifting through other people's understandings of things. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're not coming to this point without having done that. Mm -hmm. So it's not a thing of like, we're just smarter than everyone. And therefore, we don't need to read what anyone else has to say. We know the answers ourselves. It's much more of a we've come to this point through an honest path of exploration, trial, learning, 
questioning and then reaching this point where it starts to feel like the answers aren't out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think the answers might be within. <laughs> right. I think that that might be the biggest um, trick and the, bi- uh, the biggest um, lie that ever was told mm, to humanity, mm. that the answers are somewhere else. Mm. I think the answers are actually just in, within. Mm. I said this the last time. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes and start breathing. Mm-hmm. It's free. Mm-hmm. And there's no rules about how to do it. Mm. Breathe slow, breathe fast. Mm-hmm. Plunge yourself in cold water, <laughs> uh, go in a hot heat. There's no, it doesn't make any difference. No. You, the, everyone is one. Every, everything is one. Yeah. There is only one, which is love and truth, mm. which is the same thing. Mm. There is no truth or love. Mm. It is it, mm-hmm. <laughs> one. Yeah, like the truth is love. Love is true. Right. I mean, you can take it apart any way you want. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all. That's the answer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's free and it's within. Right. <laughs> and, you know, that's true. And then I can see if you're listening to this, you're thinking, great, but what the fuck do I do? Right. <laughs> like, now what? What about my life? Right. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's what we're doing with these conversations is to just share here's what we do Mm -hmm. this is us in real time this is what we do yeah and maybe it's helpful to other people to pick up a similar kind of process it's not a we have no prescription no answers no you have to follow these steps or you're not going to get it or you have to do this daily practice you have to eat these foods you must do this physical exercise you have to do this and not that. You have to wear this and not that. You can't, you know, I mean, there's You have so to wear this type of hat and have this type of beard. Right. If you're a woman, you have to have, uh, you can't, if you're a woman, you can't even be involved officially. <laughs> right. You can be a servant to a sure. monk if you yeah. want. Yeah. You can't actually be a monk. No. Yeah. You're not, you're not actually able to do much if no. you're a woman. You can look good. Yeah. That's about it. But yeah, I mean, so the answers are within. But then that's also a path. It's not, that's not the answer either. No. Like, it's not the final answer. No, the final answer. Is there, is there a final answer? The answer is no. <laughs> Most likely. I don't know. I'm not, I'm, still, I'm not dead. I'm still alive, as far as I can tell. Right. <laughs> yeah. So then I think what's been fun, this process, and now what we're sharing, is that we've gotten to a point we trust each other completely. We know each other's background. We know each other's understandings, but we trust each other's connection to reality and to the truth and to our own hearts mm-hmm. to be able to then now when these questions come up, we ask each other mm-hmm. and then we don't just give each other an answer. We take the question and then we take it on a journey Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, what is, what does it mean to have an open heart? Why, is that the most important thing? Why? What's blocking that? And we just completely dissect it and, and go through a whole examination. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the lens, I think an important thing to say, speaking of that, is that the lens we are putting it through is not just the intellectual lens. No, no, that, that's only uh, just a very small basis for what we're actually doing. Yeah. And we did all this intellectual 
study and using the mind in that way, we know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's important. Like, I absolutely wouldn't advocate, don't use critical thinking, just accept it on faith. No, I don't think that's true. However, it's also not true that all we are given as humans as a tool for understanding is the mind. That's not true. No. We have exquisitely sensitive faculties in other areas, specifically the heart. Mm -hmm. And even science is now saying, we were wrong about the brain. The whole thing we said about the brain, wrong. Actually, what's going on is the heart and the gut are sending signals constantly to the brain. Mm -hmm. More information is going from the heart to the brain than from the brain to the heart, Mm -hmm. is what they're currently saying. They might change it again, because they change things frequently, they being science. Science. But it's interesting to me when science comes around to something that has been accepted as a truth in spiritual traditions for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Now science is saying... Everything's empty, which is interesting because that's the Buddhist conclusion, not empty of meaning, empty in the sense of there's no solid physical reality to anything in the way we understand it. Mm -hmm. So the heart being the essential radar or I don't know what else you would call it. What would you call it? Like the heart being the, uh, the antenna or the, um, Mm. the energy center Mm. for how to receive information Mm. you're like uh i this is just me i don't know i can't speak for anyone else but i can feel um information physically feel it Mm -hmm. when i go around people i can feel i can feel their energy um it's like a physical sensation on my in my body i can feel what they're feeling and i can feel um, the truth, their their pains, their energy blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all based on eye contact and just the feeling I get in my body. Mm-hmm. And it, the most part I feel is th- through my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, the heart is is just literally, I think, an antenna to to mm-hmm. the material mm-hmm. reality as we know it mm-hmm. um, to let us know. Mm-hmm. It lets us know actually what's true mm-hmm. and what's not. Mm-hmm. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. It's it's your brain that, that mm-hmm. fucks it all up. Mm-hmm. Like, you, oftentimes you meet someone and you know instantly, no, <laughs> this person is fucked. <laughs> right. But your brain says, well, they look good. Yeah. They they say yeah. the right things. Yeah. But your body and, and your yeah. feelings are saying are telling you, yeah. you're, giving, you're getting like a hot sensation on all of your body yeah. or you're getting like a deep like, awareness of fear or something like sick to your stomach sick to your stomach yeah that means something is up Mm -hmm. most likely Mm -hmm. and you should listen to it Mm -hmm. maybe you should run 100 miles in the opposite direction (laughs) screaming right (laughs) exactly and that this i think the current paradigm is so heavily focused on the thinking mind as the only source of truth and information and anything that doesn't come from that is suspect Mm -hmm. that people have learn to ignore and mistrust their own gut and their own heart Mm -hmm. and therefore are at a very big disadvantage in terms of determining what is real. Right. I mean, I think that's why Instagram works. Like we always say, it looks right, Mm -hmm. kind of. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, looks pretty much right. Mm-hmm. If you follow so-called spiritual things on Instagram, it seems like they must have something that they're talking about. It seems that way. The words seem close to something mm-hmm. and people posting pictures of themselves and then little journal entries on their inner work and their, and it, it sounds, the words are almost right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the words are right in some way, mm-hmm. but there's something else for me. I mean, I only spent about six months on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I was a late comer to it, didn't want to do it. Finally joined it when I was starting to offer astrology services to people and thought, okay, I should try to get, get this out there. This is the way you're supposed to get it out there. Mm-hmm. And then spent about six months doing it and then quit. <laughs> um, so I had a limited experience with it, but it was very, it felt wrong. And I would often just look at things or listen to things and try to figure it out. Why, what is wrong with this? What's off? Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds right, mm-hmm. but it feels wrong. And I don't know why. And so I would like try to go to the person's website, see if I could read more about their history, or mm-hmm. I would talk to them personally and message them or connect with them on Zoom or something, mm-hmm. trying to sort it out. Yeah. And it was difficult because it is, it is um, a good illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. It's, it's, a, it's an illusion of, of a false... It's an illusion of a false reality. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And it's, so this is what we're talking about with discernment and questioning things. And how do you, I mean, I think, I think the difficult thing for some people is say you're new to the spiritual path in some way. You really haven't spent much of your life thinking about those things. You haven't really studied any major traditions or sources, original sources of things. And, but you want some kind of meaning you want some kind of deeper something a lot of people are feeling that now mm-hmm. then you go to instagram and you go external sources yeah, yeah. and uh, like what do you i mean yeah i guess there's that thing of like advice or answers i mean i i think there's the um there's just this necessity to put it through multiple tests and maybe it's going to take some time because it certainly took us some time. It took me 35 years Yeah. to come to roughly a point where I was ready to examine yeah. my own feelings mm-hmm. and my own perceptions about the nature of reality mm-hmm. from a truly more objective state. Mm-hmm. Uh, to where at this point I can I can objectively look at my own ego and my mm-hmm. my own thought forms and see them for what they are as opposed to what they were or what they used to hold in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the crux of of of, of modern culture mm-hmm. as it is in the United States at least mm-hmm. and most most Western civilization is. Most people, I would say, have this feeling that, that they can feel that something is not right. Yeah. 
Like every day they're, they've got this feeling that something is just not right. They're unfulfilled mm-hmm. in, in many basic levels. Mm-hmm. Like they have an insecurity of their home that they have. They have an insecurity of the, the relationships they're, they're in. Mm-hmm. They have a uh, fear for the future and uh, regrets for the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, all these basic feelings are something is not right. The, there's something with the material reality as, mm-hmm. as we're living it in this, this era mm-hmm. uh, is not in line mm-hmm. with how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you get uh, uh, exposed to something that makes you feel something mm-hmm. that is in line with truth, mm-hmm. truth mm-hmm. or love. Mm-hmm. Like for me and you, uh, just uh, our personal interaction our personal connection mm-hmm. is a spark mm-hmm. of truth and love yeah but we also access through other ways like writing poetry skateboarding horses mm-hmm. when when people who are not on a path or on or not on a um, program mm-hmm. but they feel these certain things in their life um, it it goes deeply into the energy centers of their mm-hmm. bodies that they can't quite understand mm-hmm. and since they have no discernment or aren't used to studying yeah they go try to find the answers like mm-hmm. maybe i should meditate mm-hmm. maybe i should mm-hmm. um go to a 12-step program mm-hmm. maybe i should join a religion mm-hmm. um but then you start doing those things and the, the, you feel man something just doesn't feel mm-hmm. quite right yeah like i don't think i am an original sinner yeah I don't think I don't feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think I'm. I think I'm good. I think mostly everything mm-hmm. in in the material reality is love. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, mm-hmm. every single thing. Mm-hmm. But um, what you're getting from from material reality mm-hmm. is not is not that. Mm-hmm. Unless you uh, actually are in tune. Like we can go outside right now and and be with a tree and the wind and the sun and the animals. And be completely in tune with with what is actually the meaning, mm. the truth. Right. But it, it, it's not what you think it is. It's difficult. Like, uh, well, how do you? Uh, that sounds all. Oh, that sounds great. Um, I'll just lay on outside all day. <laughs> how am I gonna live? Yeah. Like I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna live. But the first step is is mm-hmm. is. Are you even alive? Mm. If you're alive, then you should do what you love. And that will lead you towards meaning. And meaning will lead you towards truth, which equals love, which equals oneness with all. Yeah. And the, the thing of do what you love and be yourself, the two things that we say a lot and how those two things actually lead to being love. Right. Because doing what you love connects you into that state of love. It also connects you into your true nature, which is also love. Mm -hmm. And then being yourself allows you to let that flow through you. Mm -hmm. But to be yourself, you also have to go against right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's necessary to go against 
mm-hmm. the stream mm-hmm. to be yourself. Right. There is no real encouragement. And if you, if it looks like encouragement, but it's coming from social media or advertising, which social media basically is just advertising right. or mass media or an institution or then it's, it's not that, you know, I mean, it, it you can pretty much know that there is going to be some sort of other motive mm-hmm. behind it. So it's necessary to be able to question everything and to start breaking out of the brainwashing that we've all been subject to just by living in this society. Mm-hmm. I think to, to do those things requires, and today's an Aries moon, it requires courage. And direct action. And direct action. And the direct action, I think the other thing with do what you love that's true is that it's an action. Mm -hmm. And then that action gives you an experience. And it's your experience. It's not anyone else's. Mm -hmm. It's not coming to you through, here I told you this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. It's you're having the experience yourself Mm -hmm. of when I skateboard, I feel connected. I get this feeling like there's something bigger and I'm a part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm Something's moving through me mm-hmm. that's not mine. Some energy is mo- moving me. Mm-hmm. I'm able to defy laws of gravity, so-called laws. Mm-hmm. You know, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. It's an experience. And then that experience is the doorway mm. into the next piece. Mm. of truth but because it's your own experience it's not coming from somebody else's experience it's not our experience everybody go skateboard no that's not gonna work no you gotta do what you love because the the ingredient is love if you're not feeling love it won't work no and then that connects to this thing we've come up with recently with the doors maybe we should introduce that and and let people chew on it till next time. Yeah, the doors. We we have came to the door, which the door what we thought was um, gonna be, um, possibly the end. Maybe mm. the door mm. is the end. Mm. We, the door equals enlightenment. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go to the Bodhi tree. When I come away, I'm enlightened. The end. <laughs> But as it turns out, we come to the door and, I mean, just getting to the door is hard as hell. Mm -hmm. And can you even open the door? Mm. Is the door locked? Mm. You might not even have the key to the door. And now you have to step through the door. What's on the other side? Is there even, uh, is it even possible for you to get through the door? (laughs) So on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, and that this this idea, I mean, I think it's connected to what you were saying so beautifully about everyone's feeling of dissatisfaction mm-hmm. and longing of, this isn't right, I, I actually want something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it, I don't know. Yeah. But then connected to that and in a way, you know, programmed into us is this belief that if you just get X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you just get get the right job. Get the right house, get the right partner, mm-hmm. live in the right place, uh, make yourself look good, get fit, eat the right foods, do the right, you know, that then you will 
have happiness. Mm -hmm. You'll have that thing mm -hmm. that you're longing for and you will be now in bliss mm -hmm. forevermore. Even the idea of retirement of like, you're going to work all this time and then you'll get to live fully when yeah, you're old. Just take 40, 50 years <laughs> out of your life and, yeah. and, and eventually you'll get to sit on a beach. Right. No, no telling what will be left of your actual authentic essence at that point. If you've spent your life giving your soul away to things that don't mean anything to you. Mm -hmm. What will you even have to work with? I think the system is expecting that much. So you're not going to be any kind of threat at that point. You've already given all your vitality and your aliveness away. And you're, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, it's clear what I'm not saying, right? <laughs> I'm not saying 60-year-old people are dead. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, there's a cost. There's a cost. There's a cost. And that, but that it's a myth. It's a myth anyways. Mm -hmm. It's the idea like, yeah, the door. You're going to get to this door. You're going to get through it. I was saying that to you about, about us. Mm -hmm. You're going to find the perfect partner. You're going to find your soulmate. You're going to be in this state of love. It's going to be true harmony. It's going to be so fulfilling. We went through that door. Mm -hmm. Now we're in that. So we just sit around and <laughs> like, what do we do? Yeah. You know? So that was the moment of like, oh, there's another door. There's another door. The doors keep coming. Yeah. And the difference now is just that instead of going through each door alone, we're going through them together, which is way better in my opinion. I mean, it's, it's much better. It's, it's the natural state of the universe, mm -hmm. the universal law, mm -hmm. yin, yang, positive, negative, up, mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. To go through the door alone, there's no balance. Mm -hmm. I need, I'm a, a male energy, mm -hmm. which equals yang, mm -hmm. is, is yang male? Yeah. Your female energy, mm -hmm. which equals yin, mm -hmm. uh, with the two of those is a circuit that we create with positive and negative. Mm -hmm. If you're in a DC circuit, mm -hmm. um, if you can't, if you don't have that, it, it's harder. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. You're mm -hmm. out of balance. Yeah. You, you might be producing a lot of voltage with no mm -hmm. completion of a circuit. Mm -hmm. Now we've completed a circuit mm. and we're in tune mm -hmm. with the natural state of the universe. Mm. Um, but circuits have energy mm. and, and have things to power. Mm. We, we now are a completed circuit, which we have a lot of energy and power mm. that we need to put mm. into creation, which yes. that's what's happening right now. Yes. Yes, and then there's another door. And then there's another door. What's the next door? And so that's, that's the constant looking, questioning, and, and this, and we'll talk more in the future about what does it actually look like to figure that out? And what, what are the different rooms that you can find yourself in when you get through the door? You had a great one about what if you get through the door and it's a swamp, filled with your demons and you have to meet each one personally and spend three hours crying and healing that demon. You have to go through each one before you get out of that room. Yeah. I love that one. Or you get into the room and suddenly you're in a net, you're caught in a net full of knots mm -hmm. and you have to untie each one by satisfying all kinds of karmic contracts and letting go of things and, 
getting yourself untangled from all the traps you've been in to get out of that room, get to the next. Mm -hmm. But I think that the main thing is just that reorientation from there is something to get, something to achieve, or some kind of resting Mm -hmm. point. There's no resting point when you're alive. No. When you're alive, if you're breathing, if you're still breathing, you're a human uh, or you're some sort of sentient being. Mm. During that time, you need to do shit. <laughs> right. that, that's just a fact. And if you're not doing um, meaningful, mm. soul-sparking uh, mm. things, mm. You're, you're not alive. You're dying. Mm. You're on the, you might as well be a dead. Because you're you're not in line with universal laws. A tree takes the energy from the sun and and the the power from the earth, and be, it does what a tree does, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> I don't know oxygen. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but it doesn't um, just sit there doing nothing. Right. All it does all day long is exactly what it's supposed to do, mm. perfectly. Mm. That's what we're supposed to do. Exactly what we're supposed to do perfectly in line with universal law. Um, that's all. When we're not doing those things, we're fucked. We're <laughs> overweight. We're stupid. We're unhappy. We're, we've got all kinds of personal problems. We're addicted to uh, everything that there is to be addicted to. We're basically in a state of unlove. That's not going to work. That won't work. Guess what? That's not going to work for you. <laughs> Being in a state of unlove won't work. I guarantee it. But it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's going to be difficult. But it's also not that big a deal either. Just, you know. Be yourself. Just be yourself. Do what you love. Do what you love. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if you're listening to this, you, you, you might have, you might be listening to it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh through an app Mm. you know if you're listening to this on your phone through an app just scroll to the next part of your phone and just click on instagram and then hold your finger there for a bit till it says remove app (laughs) press that button and move on yeah then go to your nearest window that in your house house, (laughs) open the window and scream at the top of your lungs i'm not going to take this anymore (laughs) <laughs> and then throw your phone and then throw your phone out the window, out the window. <laughs> as far as you can <laughs> that's a good start that's a good then you'll be at, uh, then you'll be on a path towards a door mm. I love that but you'll be alive mm. uh, you're going to be alive anyway might as well do something interesting mm. Mm. and with that Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this. Um, this seeking, seeking Mount Parnassus. Mm. We're on the path. Uh, we're headed towards Mount Parnassus. We may be uh, two mythical creatures for all we know. Mm. Um, thank you for joining us on the path. Um, yeah, we'll see you next time.